Well, here we go again. Back at it. Me and Cheyenne here coming to you. Uh, you know, we Skype in. I don't even know if this is Skype. This is Squadcast. I don't even like this thing. But what Skype. up, Shy? <laughs> Who's you Skype? I've been I don't know. In years. I, it, I'm using the Squadcast. It, it just. I feel like Skype is like one of those words. It's like Uber. Even though you're getting in a lift, like yeah. you still say I'm about to catch an Uber. Yeah. You know what I'm like saying? FaceTime. Like, oh, let me yeah, FaceTime fa- you, and we're on Zoom. Right. Right. <laughs> That's how it really be. Because I was. Um, I forget where I was last week, and I was like, I need to record that. But it's like, we don't even record stuff no more. You just capture it on your phone. It's, it's crazy. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, this week, uh, I want to know, we start off the same way. Where are you? Like, I feel like. Where in the world am I? We need to have, like, a little map where it shows. I know. Like, we can where call is you my. Like, <laughs> like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego Woods? That's what it is. Yes. Where are you? So, this week, I am in South Bend, Indiana. And it's well, cold. I mean, it's cold for me. Yeah. <laughs> the high is 80. Okay. But, so it's perfect for everybody else in the world. But in the mornings, it's like 55. Dang, it's weird. Because like you, being in Phoenix now, it's like you missed that whole part of the year. Yeah. Like, Because like, it was like 96 today, which is starting to get really nice here. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's nice for us. That yeah. is nice. That's super comfortable. But... I feel like where you at right now, it's like you, you, you got on like a hoodie jacket sweater thing. Like, yo, I'm from Arizona. Okay. This is not the weather I'm used to, you know, it's 55 degrees out and I have my layers on. So sometimes I just don't know what to say. I, hey, you're going to get there soon. You've only been in Arizona for what, a year, year and Yeah, a but I moved here from Miami. So it's like, I'm, I'm already used to that, but you know, we know ocean breeze though. That's what you miss out here. But look, Shaw, we got to get into it. So this week, I got an interesting topic, and I want to, I want to start with one statement. You ready for it? There is no rehab for golfers. <laughs> there should be though. <laughs> there should be a rehab. So this week, I want to talk to Cheyenne a little bit. We're going to discuss a little bit about golf being, in my opinion, the best drug you can take. Yes, and a very dangerous <laughs> drug as well. You got it. You got to check your doses. It is. Everybody always talks about cocaine and marijuana and other drugs that's out there. I think that four-letter word of golf is one of the most expensive drugs you can take. Well, it's definitely expensive. It's definitely addicting. And it can definitely ruin your life if you let it. It can. Golf can ruin your whole shit. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> think about mentally. this. I've seen guys sneak out of work 2 o'clock on a weekend, weekday, try to go to work. You know what I'm saying? They sneak out putting their jobs, their families, the relationships, putting all that shit on the line just so they can go watch it fly. Like that's, you gotta be addicted to something for that to be a reality. And what about the sneak purchases? You know, golf is not cheap, like you just said. You yeah. know, having to sneak getting that new putter or an expensive round, um, that could definitely cause some troubles at home as well. You know what's crazy? I'm gonna say this. When it comes to golf purchases, never think twice about it. Never. Never do I think twice about some stuff that I'm about to spend on golf. Really? Like if I want a new driver, I will do everything in my power to buy that driver at, at MSRP. I don't care. If I want to play a golf course, I'm going to do everything in my mind to rationalize why I need this round for my, my psychosocial well-being. Sounding like a true addict. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> Let a, me I'm just a, tell you that. <laughs> okay. It is, it's what it is. 
but I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Like I've bought golf. Like if I go out, my, say my golf shoes is 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 you know whack and water's leaking in. I'm not gonna think twice about buying shoes at the course I go to next. It's not gonna it's not gonna cross my mind. No, maybe I can go to Amazon. Maybe I can go somewhere else and get this cheaper. No, I'm gonna buy that shoe right there. And I think that's that's the dangerous part about golf for me is I don't mind to spend the money when I have it. Like it's when I don't have the money and I still want to play the game. That's when yes. I got to make some decisions. Like I got to, I got to. That's when it gets rough. You got to choose between like gas and golf. <laughs> I mean, no gas. You can't get to the golf course anyway. Let me say something. I, we're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Absolutely. So the dangerous thing too, is that everything you buy in golf, you're 100% convinced it's going to help you shoot a lower score. That's so it. of course, like why wouldn't you buy it? You know, like everybody wants some much some more birdies, everybody wants a lower score. You know, it's that's the thing. I think golfers we're, we're so in, engulfed, we're so um driven by this this promise for better golf because we're addicts. Like Tyrone Bigham's itching and scratching. Yes. Like White Taylor May talking about you're going to get 10 more yards. Look, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get 10 more yards. Like, where is it coming from? Like, how is it even legal? I don't, you know yes. what? I don't care. They said it's going to happen. So I want to go get a new new driver because Taylor May said I'm going to hit it 10 yards. That's okay, fine. It's going to help let, me Let hit me more give wedges. you an example. <laughs> I played in a pro am recently, very recently. And these guys, you know, they don't practice on the daily. They're decent golfers, but they play maybe once a month, maybe three they times a year. They decent. Right. Huh. All right. Okay. He pulled out this $350 putter and said he got it because Jason Day uses it. Mm. And it's going to work. That is some very interesting thinking. That's, that's I don't know. Interesting I just, logic right there. Did he, yes. did he make a putt that day? Like, while y'all was out there, did he make a putt? Damn. It wasn't clicking, but when you're in the pro shop and you see it sitting there looking real pretty, it does look pretty. You, a lot of us will spend whatever we have to make a few more putts. Shine, what's the dumbest thing you've done in order to play golf? <laughs> it's a tough question. It is. Let's start with you. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done? And I'll brainstorm. Oh, I got like multiple dumb things I've done to play. Oh, golf. I'm sure you do. I've put I've put relationships on the line. I've put social well being on the line. I've 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 lied to my mama, uh, trying to play this game. I can't think of all the dumb things that I've done. Oh, well, it's not dumb to me, but it's probably dumb to somebody that doesn't play golf. <laughs> I wanted to play Beth Page when I moved to New York back in like 2015. I wanted to play Beth Page my whole life, like since I was like a kid. So I did. I made the the, the trip to Mecca. And slept in the car overnight. I feel like that's the most I've done for one round. Like, I yes. slept in my car in order to still pay $200 <laughs> to walk one of the hilliest golf courses in that you can play. And I, I was so satisfied. I, can I was so satisfied. To that. <laughs> no, don't get me started. You didn't have the experience. You know, you, okay. you, you had a tea time. I had that's a tea not, time that's at not, Beth That's Page not addict Black. like. That's yes. not addict like. You wasn't scratching <laughs> got, in the parking lot. <laughs> No, I got that high quality stuff. That's bullshit. That's that's some BS. You talk about burgers. I hope you didn't make one. No, I did. Okay, my tea time. Um, man, I don't know if I'm like a true golf. See, that's how I know you just in this for the uh for the sport of it. See, I'm yeah. I'm addicted to this shit. Like I I I honestly can't go like two weeks without playing golf. It's like my body hurts, and okay. I think that might be some addict shit just to to think that out loud. I will say my probably my symptom of addiction is I'll have dreams about golf or I'll have like 
things that pop into my head at weird hours of the day to where I need to get up. Like, let me see if this actually works. Like this swing thought that just popped into my head at three in the morning. Like I can't You've stop thinking that. about. Yeah. You either I've have a swing that. thought. It's, it's from sleep. See, that's some addict yeah, shit. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, seriously, up at three in the morning, taking swings in front of the mirror. Like, who does that? I'm gonna say this. I know that you and and Sedina and Sierra. I know y'all are in shape, fitness girls, doing y'all's things. But that was some addict stuff I saw on Instagram a couple of days ago, where y'all had a boot camp at an Airbnb. I mean, <laughs> y- y'all collectively was like, we gonna get these birdies this week, and, and we gonna take care of our bodies you. this week. I didn't make any birdies today. I made one birdie, but mm-hmm. it was a struggle because my legs are so sore. I couldn't get down to read a putt all day. <laughs> but, See, that's, I mean, that's some addict shit, right? Yeah. In preparation for golf, Backfired. you took it too far and overprepared to where you got sore. Yes. That's Can't some addict, that's some that addict stuff. That's no good. Yeah. No good. So, so sneaking out of work, done that. Lied to people to play golf, done that. I just feel like life is better when I have golf to play. Now, you're on the complete opposite spectrum, right? You're like, you, this is your job. Golf is your job. So I understand that you don't sneak out to rush to play job, golf, right? Like you're not urgent. Like you don't have urges to go. My question is, what what is your, what's your, your guilty pleasure, Shia? What is it that you sneak off to do since you are on the other side of the spectrum? Golf wise, or any? No, I'm just saying in life. Like, what's your guilty passion? Like, what? Oh like, man, what? What would you? Like, we gotta, we gotta ask you this question opposite. What would you leave the golf course to go do? I mean, this is gonna sound really bad, but I'm gonna sneak off the golf course to go get an Oreo McFlurry from McDonald's <laughs> because on, that's my addiction. Okay, that's how I balance my addiction of golf. Because again, addiction can be dangerous if you take it too far so like can be dangerous you know whether it be exercise or the extreme of just like man i had a bad day or i've been grinding all day on the course like let me just get some ice cream because it makes everything better um but finding that balance of getting your time away from the golf course getting your time away from your addiction is right. so important so it doesn't overly consume you and it can be something simple like i listen to podcasts all the time I read books, I exercise, I get, you know, my little ice cream on the side, but anything little like that, that helps. We so similar, but so damn different. It's crazy to me. I I don't care about nothing but getting to the golf course. Like, that's the sad part. I just got, we got a little rinsy now and I'm over here like weighing, I like look at him in the face like, look, it's not that I don't want to like, you know, rock you to sleep. You know, it's not that I don't want to be here right now. Cause you my man, like you just came out. Like I'm still trying to get used to you, but I got these 18 holes that I need to give attention right. to. <laughs> and I'm going to be back in like, you know, with the drive time there in like five and a half, six hours. So look, you and mama hold it down. I'll be back. Bye. Like that's how I really feel. <laughs> that's Wait, how I feel like looking at him. I'll be like, damn. But when can I, you take him to the golf course? You're going to be one of those guys who's pushing him along with your bag on your back. You know, that's the sad part about golf being an addiction, because even as much as you love the game and want to be around the game, there's still barriers within the game to keep yeah. you from it. Right. So right now it's like I was looking at the little homie the other night while he was asleep, trying to like put his hands in the grip. That's what I do when he's asleep. I try to like Aww. make him grip like his thumb. <laughs> so that's like You're I don't want him to go through him. that awkward grip phase. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want him to start overlap. Let's go. Uh, or interlock. Either way, I just don't want him to start 10 feet. Anyway, so I'm looking at the little homie. And I'm thinking to myself, like, with golf being how it is, it's like, how the, 
hell am I going to afford to bring this kid up in the game that I love? Like, how did my parents bring me up in this game? Because I, to this day, to think of what my parents had to say, and golf has only gotten more expensive on the junior. 100%. Level. Like, it's only gotten more expensive. So as I'm looking at the little homie and trying to get my fix, my golf fix scratched and itched, you know what I'm saying? I look at him like, I don't know if you can play golf, dude. Like, because then where I'm going to go? Where, I, where, where, where am I going to get my, like, how am I get away from you and your mom? Like, at some point. Oh, jeez. I'm just, I, look, this is no BS here. In You're already pod. planning you, the getaway. I am. Like, and that's the thing. And that's that's also what golf is. Golf yeah, is an outlet. An golf is a, it's yeah. a safe place. It's a place to yes. go. Do you think it's a safe haven? It's a respite. Yeah. I don't know if I want him over there with me when I'm doing my thing. <laughs> You're going to keep honest. it your thing. He can have his thing. And imagine two of you addicted to the game, trying to get dope, the newest, actually. you know, XYZ driver on the, the... From Birdie's Not BS Golf. Yeah. We'll have clubs by then. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but imagine, you know, you both out there getting the newest shit and it adds up. See, my thing is this. I don't know if I could be beaten by my child at, at golf and be okay with it. Like, I don't, at, at the, as of today, right? As of today, if yep. my child beat me at golf, I'm going to have to tell Monty Bell, like, look, we're going to go into this savings account. I need more practice. I need to get yes. better at this game if this little homie beats me, right? So I'm it'll not prepared. Keep you, it'll keep you grinding out there. I'm not prepared. Sure. And that's, you know what? That thought, that mindset is how I know this game is a drug. Because why should a logical person speak like that? Well, guess what? When, when you your play child- this game. Is literally an infant. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, he's not going to beat me. Like, I'm just going to just say it now. Let's and that record, day he beats me. Let's mark the time here. And time stamp we can come back what to time this is time stamp at? in about 15 years. 630. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what day. It is. Actually, tomorrow's his three month uh, uh, birthday. So he'll be three months tomorrow. It's kind of, I'm so, lit. Let's see. But I'm going to give him 15 years. He'll be 15 years it's not old. Gonna happen. I, he's got a shot, Doug. I, I know. Mean, I get it. He's gonna to have to come for the title, but again, in this moment though, I think there's a bigger is a bigger topic though is the fact that I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay for golf for me and my son to play. Yes, like on the you know what I'm saying like, am I supposed to get a country club membership? I didn't have one. Are we supposed to join a driving range? Uh, you know what right. I'm saying? What am, like what are we supposed? To, right. How am I supposed to raise my son in the game of golf? Where's Boyd Summer Hayes when you need him? Right. I I just don't know how families can actually afford the sport to not only go out and play, but to travel, to get equipment and have clothing. I mean, it is expensive. And I mean, you're just now getting a taste of it, of having the thought of having to fund another golfer in the family. Um, I'm stressed out about it. I can see it. It's like (laughs) how I'm going to play in a tournament and he playing a tournament. Like, yeah. And where we at right now? Hey, we need sponsors for this podcast. Look, sponsor <laughs> Rincey Smith in this We're pod. We're starting a golf fund for Rincey. That's it. We're starting a golf fund. Look, it, that's how you know I'm an addict because I'm starting a golf fund before I start my son's student fund. Three you months know, before, old. I'm not even worried about his college yet. I'm worried about his golf game. Like, <laughs> so if he, you know, if he gets into the golf, he's good. I mean, you don't have to worry about college. So there you go. I know he could be like Cheyenne Woods. Boom. Full ride. But he won't go to Wake Forest. I don't know how you did that shit. I don't know why you're hating. I'm not. I'm not. I just don't know how you were. <laughs> like, it's a demon. How are you going to be a demon and a deacon? That's like the definition of Two-Face. Okay. And he's intimidating, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
you got to make it intimidating. No one's scared of a deacon. So yeah, you got you got to be you, you got to be <laughs> you got to be for your faith, but also devilish about it. You got to right. be all right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got to have the two sides, right? I could dig it. But look, at the end of the day, shot there is no rehab for golfers. So all of the the money, the time that gets spent to enjoy this game, you're never going to get it back, much like a heroin addiction. Minus, you know, the health. Not you know, that we I think know. There are some health benefits to golf, I guess, versus like actual drugs. But um, this game is a drug. And look, to my people that are out there getting started, you got to know that now. When that bug, that golf bug bites, that thing, that thing latches on. It takes over your whole life. You're watching it on TV. You're watching YouTube. You're out there chipping and putting and in bed thinking about your swing, wanting the newest clubs. It, it definitely consumes your life. And I just have to say for everybody out there, I've been playing golf for 20 years. I've talked to a lot of golfers. We're all crazy. Crazy. Like, nobody gets a pass in that department. We all drive ourselves crazy with this game, whether it be the addiction of just being fully consumed or just being frustrated um, or being on the positive side of just like you can't get enough of it and want to get out there constantly. So we're all in this together. It's funny. I was reading uh, Hank Haney's book on Tiger. There's actually some positive stuff after you sift through the BS in there. Right. Uh, and it was funny that he, he talks about Tiger in getting ready for an event, like was doing in a mirror drill, like, and he was doing mirror drills for like three hours the night before an event, Tiger doing drills from like one to 4 a.m. That dude was addicted. I don't care. That's that's that. Those are the things like if you're if you're doing something to the super max in effort to get better at golf, that's how you know you addicted. Yes. If you're driving down the street and you see a driving range on the side of the road, like it's a lost puppy. Right. And you just happen <laughs> to be like, you know what? I got 15, 30 minutes. Let me go over here and hit a small bucket. You addicted. That's just a fact. Yeah. You know what's funny? You mentioned driving. Every time, ever since I was young, I'm driving in the car and I see like a park or like a big field. I'm like, that would be a great golf course. That's it. Like, oh, I can see a par five little dog leg left there. <laughs> that's, that's, those are the signs. Like, addicted. Like, so Cyan, what can these golfers do once they realize that they are addicted to the game? There's no rehab. Em embrace it. <laughs> that's it. I, There's I no agree. turning back. There's Ain't no turning no back. No turning back. Just embrace it and find that balance that's the problem with getting that golf bug like once you get the golf bug it's over because you're going to experience these things you're going to experience trying to get out from family events and functions to go play golf you know you gotta my thing is you gotta get your golf circle together though right true, if, you, if you're gonna true. be truly addicted to the game you gotta you gotta up your golf circle you need like varying people you need the cool homie that's like always having a good time that likes to drink he might buy two but drink eight you know what I'm saying? It's like, how the hell did you drink eight? I just saw you buy two. Like, you need that guy. Then you need kind of like the the bipolar philosopher who's hot and cold. You got to balance out the other guy's coolness. And then you need that wild card friend. Like, you just need that wild card person. I think I think I fit the wild card person in most of the groups I play in. A little bit of everything. Never know what you're going to get day to day. Who am I? Who am I? I think you the chill person that'll buy two and drink eight. Oh, like that's, okay. That's you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you when you play golf with Cheyenne and she she got her hair down a little bit, she might have a cocktail or two or three. Yeah, and that's when my game goes straight downhill. I am not the golfer where it helps me and it loosens me up a bit, man. No, don't, no, don't but let the thing me is, you are fun though. Once you have a couple out there though, you do like you it do always turn is up a fun. Bit. I'm ready. Nah, 
I feel like I'm that golfer that's going to commentate on everything. Like you, that's the thing about playing golf. You got to get ready for me to let you know what happened in that shot for the ball to go and do what it did. Every single detail. Yeah, it's sad. I know. Hey, <laughs> but you know what? I promise you play golf with me and Shy, you're going to have a good time. Matter of fact, maybe we should do that, Shy. Maybe we should invite some people to come out and play with us. Fine. Let's do it. We're going to partner up with, with a golf course. Me and Shy, we're going to open it up. We're gonna do a um, we're gonna do a little event. Stay tuned. The birdie's not BS. Yeah. We're gonna put that out there for a couple people to come join us, play a little G, have a little fun. Let's do it. All right. So now we're gonna turn it up. We're gonna get technical a little bit. And you know what? I am seeing a trend out here, Cheyenne, that is starting to drive me nuts. I was at the course a couple days ago getting my golf fix, and I'm seeing people working on their putting. My take on putting is this, and I don't care if you believe me or not, not you, Shy, but like people out there listening. Putting is a, is a, you have to match two things together, speed and line, okay? And I, I love when I see people on the course and they go out and they, they're rolling the ball end over end and they got the perfect stroke and the mechanics and everything is bang on, but they got no speed control. So you go through all this like stuff and you still missing putts. So today I want to talk about a couple speed drills that you could do to really, really dial in your speed so you can work on that touch and really make more putts. And Cheyenne, I know you've got a couple. I'll jump into my favorite speed drill. Favorite one for me is always using the edge or the fringe line around the green, the cut, where the green turns into the fringe. And whatever distance, just put the ball and try to stop the ball right on that cut line and if you can consistently work and not getting the ball to run off into the fringe you're going to really see your speed control get dialed and it's helpful too if the green is busy and there's no cups for you to practice at you can always use the fringe as a way to warm up and practice another thing that i love that is not even incorporating the hole whatsoever because Mm. i think a lot of people get hung up on the hole um but you need to just work on your speed. And what I will do before I put any tees down, I'm working on my stroke, I will put two or three balls without looking up with the same stroke and have them hopefully hit each other with the same speed. Mm. Um, So I'll hit three putts, don't look up, look up at the end, see where they are, how consistent are you in having the same stroke, same contact, same speed, and once you get those balls as close as you can, you know that you're dialed in. See, I used to do that to calibrate the speed of the day. Like I used yes. to, I would do that and then I would pace off that distance just to see what, what my natural stroke, how far just whatever was going. And then I could use that to calibrate the speed for the day. I think those are two really good things, Shy. I don't want to over, I don't want to oversell speed, but I want, I, if there's anything that you said just now, that's really, really important, I think is the ability to practice and work on putting to nothing. Don't yes. use a hole because what happens when you putt with a hole and you're working on either your stroke or your speed is you're going to use holding the putt as validation that you did everything correctly. And in doing so, you might negate actually getting better, which sounds crazy and counterintuitive, but that can happen. Yes. It also frees you up of not being so consumed with results. I'm going through the process of putting and getting my speed dialed in. I can go out on the course, work on that. If I hit a good stroke, eventually they will go into the hole and I will have plenty of birdies and no BS. Mm. And that's all we want for you guys. So that's it for today. Hopefully you can take something out of that, some speed putting, cure your addiction, whatever (laughs) you can do to just 
make your life a little easier. Uh, it is crazy. It's a crazy game that it we play. Crazy. But we're Absolutely. all in it together. Absolutely. We are and all you know in where it we together. At? Birdies Not BS, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Got that birdiesnotbs.com. Uh, don't forget to slide in Cheyenne's DMs with your questions. Wait, no, in the podcast DMs with your questions. Uh, Hold up. And we'll be here next week. <laughs> Y'all get out there and play some Jeep.